thank you for connecting to the media product of LifeGate Church. Pastor Brian Gallardo prays as this product goes out into the nations, that it empowers your faith, stirs your spirit, and pushes you towards your God-given destiny. For more information, please go to www.lifegatekc.org. Now, I, I, God has given me a word for our church, and this is so pinpointed accurate for me as a pastor of what God has been sharing with me and showing me uh, for our congregation and for our people. And I believe that God's got something for you today that's going to bring you out of a place and bring you into something brand new. So what I want to do is I want to communicate and preach in a way that I normally don't do today, but it's how God gave it to me and how he gave it to me, then I want to give it to you. And so we're going to take Isaiah 61 and we're going to break it up in the Hebrew to see what the true translations of these words are because for, for those of our new converts that may not know, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and the New Testament was written in Greek and they translated those two uh, manuscripts into English and a lot of the times the words in English are not the same as they were in Hebrew and in Greek and they lost the power of its definition. And I think today, as you'll be patient with me, to, to pick apart this scripture in my exegesis so you can see the power of these scriptures and what God is saying to us today. Everyone say, I hear you, Pastor. Isaiah 61 and verse 1 begins this way with Isaiah prophesying in a time of Babylonian captivity. The children of God had been taken into Babylonian captivity and everything they knew was stripped from them. Their land was taken, their money was taken, their power was taken, their influence was taken, family members were taken, and they were under Babylonian captivity. And the Bible said that Isaiah stood up in their midst and he began to prophesy to them and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because God has anointed me. He was actually referring and prophesying prophesying to the anointed one, Jesus Christ. We see in Luke chapter 4, after Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days after he fasted, the Bible said he walked up into the temple and he opened up the scroll of Isaiah and began to read, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus, because God has anointed me. Jesus, the anointed one. Come on in here, say amen. So Jesus is here right now. God is here right now through, the, through his spirit, the Holy Ghost, and he has an anointing for us today. Given to us by Jesus. Well, what does that anointing do? What is anointing? Anointing is the power of God that you can feel on your physical person to let you know an assurance that God is there. It's power to heal the sick, power to raise the dead, power to set the captive free, power to cause the addict to sober up. The spirit of the Lord is in the room because the anointing is here. Somebody say, we hear you, pastor. So Isaiah goes on to talk and he says, here's what that anointing does. In verse 2 he says, that anointing comes to comfort all those who mourn. Now I looked at this word in the Hebrew comfort and it lost its translation a little bit because it comes from the Hebrew word nasham and it means to count, to console those, to uplift those who have faced extreme disappointment and then to avenge those. Now I don't know about you, but as a pastor, this last season that we've walked through wasn't the easiest season. Come on in here. It was a season of extreme disappointment. It it was a stream, it was extreme brokenness and hurtfulness. But here's what God is saying to us, LifeGate Church. God is about to give us double for our trouble. God is about to comfort those of us who have been in mourning. He's about to turn our frown upside down and pop out a smile. Come on. He's about to open up a box of Kleenex and extend his hand and wipe our tears away. Some of you thought it was Johnson's baby shampoo, but I come to prophesy over you to tell you Johnson and Johnson ain't got nothing to do with the comforter of the Holy Ghost. We about to start 
start walking around here singing no more tears no more tears the Holy Ghost is gonna come up in here for years you better watch me in here God's about to give us double for our trouble some of your marriages have been going through hell some of your finances have been going through hell some of you have lost loved ones in this season but I just swung on through 2911 to encourage somebody in their faith to tell you that the anointing is here to comfort all those who mourn if that's you say yes come on say yes uh-huh the anointing he goes on to say it preserves those who mourn in zion he was talking remember to those who were in captivity who had lost everything that god was going to come and preserve or take care of those who were mourning or weeping the imagery here is that the people of god are going to be taken care of that god is going to come through like he said he would that god would be with us in the valley and that god would be with us on the mountaintop come on psalm 23 is not just for a funeral yea though i I walk through the valley of the shadow of death you are with me no that's speaking of when we go through hell in this season of life when we go through hell while we're walking this people planet we ain't got to fear no evil because God is with me he leads me by still waters and hear what I hear God say today I believe God is saying to us as a congregation he's about to make everything tranquil he's about to calm the storm he's about to push the tornado out he's about to bring peace hope and prosperity back to your vision come on we have about to dream again we about to hope again we about to see God do powerful things again he's about to give us double for our trouble if you believe it say yes mm -hmm. then he goes on to say to give them beauty for ashes how many ever heard that before? You may have never read the Bible before, but you believe in beauty for ashes. I believe God is going to give us beauty for ashes. The word beauty in the Hebrew is the word pur, and it means to make what is ugly beautiful again. I don't know about you today, but I believe there's somebody in this room, you've just came out of an ugly season. You've been in an ugly season. You're like, who in the world are I married? What happened to you? You've been acting crazy. You, my kid's acting crazy. My in-laws are becoming outlaws. My, my family's acting nuts, done lost their mind. Church people come, church church people go they used to love me now they hate me they used to talk good to me now I see their posts on Facebook they used to follow me now they unfollow me we used to be friends now we're not friends I'm here to tell you right now all the chaos in the past season and in the current season God's about to flip the page you're going to start a new chapter he's about to give you beauty for your ashes that ugly season you've been walking through come on God's about to give you a comeback season and that comeback season is going to be better than what you've ever been through in your past season God is the God of making the ugly things beautiful God is a God who makes tragic into triumph God is a God who makes victimization into victory you ain't up in here look at somebody and tell them double for our trouble come on say we hear you this morning I'm trying to prophesy through your spirit today because in 2022 you lost a marriage in 2022 you lost a business in 2022 you lost a friend but I'm here to tell you today God's about to dry up your tears you're about to walk in beauty for your ashes what looked like loss and pain and tragedy God's about to flip the script and touch resurrection power to it and you coming out baby you coming out God's going to give you double God's about to give you double. I dare you to say for my trouble. Come on, make it personal. Say, God's about to give me double for my trouble, for my pain, for the hell I walk through. Come on, for what I had to lose, for what hurt me, pained me, struck me, stabbed me in my soul. God's about to heal it. God's about to cause me to stand up again. I'm about to get double for my trouble. Say yes.
Look at your neighbor say he's preaching way better than you shouting right now. Double for my trouble. Somebody say, what kind of church is this? Is this Pentecostal? Is this Baptist? We Baptocostal on today. Praise God. He's about to give you the oil of joy for your morning. Oh, Jesus, help us. Man, he's a good God. I don't know why people don't want to serve him. Serving the devil is rough, y'all. I don't know why you don't want to serve Jesus. He gives you oil of joy for mourning. He's going to give you a fresh anointing. Oil represents the anointing in your Bible. He's going to give you a fresh anointing that's coming to LifeGate Church. I prophesy over every square inch of this building, all five acres that God has given us, over every chair, over every speaker, over every kids' ministry, down to my office, into a bathroom that still ain't done. I prophesy a fresh anointing. Come on. A fresh anointing of joy. A fresh anointing of joy come on y'all so depressed you need to remind your face how you feel on the inside that you believe in the joy of the Lord come on we got to get rid of this depression this anxiety this fear this morning God's about to anoint us with fresh joy look at your neighbor say he's preaching good today now, now here's what I know the word joy here in the Hebrew means it's a word say son and it means cheerfulness Gladness and rejoicing. But many in this room are in a season right now where you don't feel like you have anything to be cheerful about. You feel like you don't have anything to be glad about. You don't feel like you've got a thing to rejoice about. And I know you don't, but I'm here to tell you the Lord's about to make you smile again. He's transformative, y'all. He takes what was full of pain and flips the script and turns it into a purpose. I, he's a good God like that. Come on. You better speak up and hear you borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. It looked like, oh, listen, the news started writing papers and sending out Fox News and CNN to stand before the tomb of Jesus to tell the whole world it's over. And that's where some of you feel today. You feel like it's over for you. You feel like the hell that you've been through has sealed a big old stone on you and you're inside of a dark place, inside of a dark tomb. But I came here to tell you today that Jesus himself said the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is going to dwell inside of you and quicken your mortal body. I am here to tell you today that there is a fresh anointing coming to LifeGate Church. You better tell your friends, you better tell your family that there's a spirit of joy, there's a season of victory, there's a season of joy that God is giving this ministry. If you believe it, say yes! Push your neighbor a little bit and say yes. Yes, 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 yes. I'm in agreement, Lord, with you. I am in agreement with you, Jesus. Anoint me with fresh joy. Anoint me with fresh victory. Give me something to be excited about again. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Double for my trouble. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, Lord. Yes to your freedom. Yes to your breakthrough. Yes to your victory. Yes to your deliverance. Come on, somebody, and say yes. Say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes. Come on, get in agreement with heaven and say yes. When I think of the goodness of God and all that he's done for me, my soul cries hallelujah. Somebody say yes. Watch this, watch, 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 watch. Now, I used to quote this verse wrong. I used to quote it, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. 
But that's not what it says. It said God is going to give us, reference here, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Some of you in this room, this church in this season, have had a whole lot to be heavy about. The word heavy here in the Hebrew means smoky. Said, so, Pastor, what are you talking about, smoky? What, what does that have anything to do with me? Well, there's no smoke unless there's a fire. And some of you feel like the enemy has done set your life on fire and all you have to show from it is destruction and a bunch of smoke. Smoke gets in your eyes. Smoke causes you not to breathe. Smoke gets all up in your body and makes you stink. Everything about you know you've been around a fire if you can smell somebody and they smell like smoke. But here's what I hear the Lord say to us as a congregation and as a church because the word praise here comes from the root word halal which means to throw a party and to celebrate. Here's what I'm prophetically believing for LifeGate Church. We better go up to the Party Central store and buy us some streamers and some balloons and go to hy and get us a big old celebration cake because what's about to hit LifeGate Church is going to give us something to shout about. Going to give us something to rejoice about. Come on. Going to give us something to throw a party about. Come on. The world ain't got no kind of party like a Holy Ghost party because you know what Holy Ghost party Come on somebody and say yes. He's about to give us something to praise about. He's about to give us something to shout about. Come on, married families. He's about to do something great in your family. Your kids are about to fall in love with Jesus. Your wife's about to fall in love with Jesus. God's about to change your husband and renew him and give you double for our trouble. Look at your neighbor and say yes. Then he goes on to say, I can't help it. I feel like preaching up in here this morning. I don't even, I don't apologize for it. I've. This is day number 13 for me. I've Listen, 13 days ago, I woke up on a Monday morning. I said, enough is enough. I woke up in the morning and I opened my eyes and I said, ooh, I feel like the sun is out today. I feel like I hear birds chirping up in a nest somewhere. I woke up. I said, baby, you look fine today. I woke up with a different attitude. I said, I'm not going to live in depression. I'm not going to live in despair. I'm not going to live in anxiety. God's about to give hell double. for our trouble yes verse 7 says instead of your shame you will have double the honor now the Hebrew word here for shame is not the same word for the English word it means it's from the the Hebrew word bosheth and it's confusion instead of your confusion you will have twice as much honor for the attack of confusion that's been on your family God's about to give you double the honor. For the attack of confusion, you wake up in the morning and you're foggy. God's about to make all that go away. Come on, somebody. There's a dawning of a new day up in here. Come on. God's about to give you a fresh anointing. And somebody needs to look over their left shoulder real quick. Come on, look over your left shoulder. Look over your left Look over your right shoulder. Look over your right shoulder. Can you just wave as you look that way? You need to tell the last season, bye, 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 because you are in a brand new season today. Come on. Look forward. Put that car in drive. Let's advance to what God has for us. Come on. We, we about to, we about to receive a double portion a double portion of everlasting joy is going to be upon our lips everlasting joy is going to be in our spirit everlasting joy is going to be in our step look at your neighbor say it's coming to you now, now now this word everlasting joy everlasting means to take time out of the equation 
Everlasting means you're not governed by the clock that's on your wrist. Okay, okay, okay. God can do in a moment. We call that Kairos time. God's perfect timing. That takes time out of the equation. You say, what are you talking about? Lazarus, get up from the grave. Kairos time. People who die don't come back unless God's in it. My mentor says this, peace don't mean much unless they're your peace. And I came to tell you today that God is about to take the time out of the equation. Some of you are about to post a picture on Facebook and somebody's going to get in the comment section and say, what happened to you? You should not receive, you should not be that smiley for the season that you've been in. You should not have that much joy for what you've just been through. You should not be laughing for what you just lost. What is wrong with you? You should, you should still be mourning. You should still be crying. You should still be bawling your eyes out. Why aren't your eyes swollen from weeping your night away? Why aren't you still wounded? Why aren't you still broken? Why aren't you still hurt? And you can tell them it's all because God took the toil out of the equation. God took the toil time out of the equation. He dried up my tears. He put a song in my step. He put a joy in my spirit. He put a song in my soul. Now I can sing hallelujah, hallelujah, double Y'all are got to get with me. Double. Look at your neighbor. Say you ain't saying it, neighbor. What's wrong with you? You like that trouble? You like that hell you're going through? You like that depression? I dare you get a song in your spirit and say double for your trouble. Miss Priscilla is standing up who just lost her dad in a sudden death. And she got enough faith in this room to stand to her feet and say God's about to flip the script and give me double for my trouble. Say yes. double look at your neighbor say double that means two double Greg double the health come on Greg double the health uh-uh. double the health I dare you to find somebody who's sick and tell them double the health for you if your marriage has been going through hell I dare you to say out of your mouth this marriage about to have revival we about to have double in our marriage I dare you to point to the walls and say the north, the south, the east, and west. Give up in Jesus' name. Double the souls. Double the healing. Double the church growth. Double the salvation. Double the anointing. Double the property. Double the favor. Double the blessing. Double the souls. Double, 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 double. Somebody say yes. Look at your neighbor and say he's talking to you. Tell him, say, you coming out of that despair. I dare you to tell him. You coming out of that depression. You coming out of that anxiety. You coming out of that lack. You coming out of that sickness. You coming out of that bondage to addiction. This is your hour. This is your season. God's about to give us double for our trouble. The hell you went through, God's about to make you whole. Come on, somebody. Double, 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 double. Double for our trouble. Look at your neighbor say yes. He's talking to you. Push him a little bit and say, look alive. He's talking to you. No, 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 I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But for me, I know the last season. For me, hell was trying to make my heart hard. Hell was trying to make me bitter. 
you ain't talking to me in here. Hell was trying to make me mean and angry and isolate myself on an island. Hell had a plan for me and hell had a plan for you. Hell wanted us to decrease, but God is saying, I'm coming to increase. And that pain that you went through is about to be our promotion. That hurt you went through is about to be somebody else's healing. Come on. That destruction is about to flip the script and you're going to use it for somebody else's destiny. God's about to use that sickness. Uh huh. God's going to use that sickness so you can testify. Had it not been for Dr. Jesus, had it not been for Jehovah Rapha, had it not been for the blood of the Lamb, I'd still be sick and probably dead. Come on and say double for my trouble. See, Jesus dies on a cross. They put him in a tomb. And he resurrects three days later. And he's walking around. And all of a sudden, people say, that, that, can't, that can't be Jesus. Because Jesus died. There's no way. He is in a tomb. And he is down. He's down. He's down for the count. He's laid out. He's dead. He comes walking around, and Thomas sees him. He said, well, that looks like Jesus. Sounds like Jesus. Smells like Jesus. He, 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 he wasn't lily white either, by the way, with blue eyes. I know some of y'all think that he wasn't. He didn't wear a sombrero. I know y'all think that too. Some of y'all think that. He, he was Jesus with that, with that Brazilian brown tan skin looking more like an Egyptian than a Caucasian American. What? He walks up to Thomas, and he says, Thomas, my son. He said, I don't know who you think you are. You must have been smoking a little something, but Jesus is dead. He said, I don't think it's you. Let me see your scars. Can you imagine the Son of God died upon a cross, had the power to remove his scars, but he didn't? Why did he show and have a scar? So when he rolled back his sleeves, Thomas saw those scars. And he said, that's your testimony that what didn't keep you down couldn't hold you. Oh, I know some of you have been going through hell. I know some of you have been hurting. I know some of you feel like you're hanging on a tree and about to face a dark borrowed tomb. But I'm here to tell you if it couldn't keep down the Son of God, it's not going to keep you down either. If it couldn't keep him in a tomb, this season is not going to stay a tomb. We about to see you get out. You want to get out of that situation. God's going to give you double. There's a man in this room who I admire deeply, who has known throughout his life with me in relationship, I've watched him. And his slogan, although he don't say it, is pain may be inevitable, but misery is optional. It may hurt, but I'm not going to live as the victim. It may be painful, but I'm not going to live in misery. I might be losing a lot, but I'm not going to stay here as the victim. Pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. My brother I'm referring to is Gregory Dean Ponder. He, he, he lost his left hand. Then he had to have his toe amputated. Then his heart went into AFib, and they had to put three stents in. Then he had to have a double bypass, eye surgery, retinal disease, dialysis three times a week. He has three forms of arthritis. He has gout, and he's on the transplant list because he has sugar diabetes. 
If he doesn't have $12,000 by August, he gets booted out of the transplant list and has to start all over. I've been praying for that, $12,000. I've been telling the Lord, God, it's time for Greg to have double for his trouble. And here's, here, here's the amazing thing about Greg. Greg will take that nub and take that hand, and I watch him during praise and worship. He'll just be clapping them together like this, still giving God the glory through hell, still giving God the glory through the pain. He's standing here saying, it doesn't look like I want it to look, but praise God, it's going to flip because I serve Jehovah. Come on, double for our trouble. If Greg can do it, you can do it. If you can do it, we can do it. If we can do it, God's going to do it. Somebody shout double for our trouble. Double for our trouble. Double for our trouble. Now, now here's the problem. A lot of people live in a solical realm as Christians. We, we, we trust in our feelings. Well, I don't feel the anointing. Don't make the, listen, that ain't got nothing to do with Jesus. Just because you don't feel God in the room don't mean he ain't there. Well, pastor, you know, when we serve God, everything's just going to be great. I don't know what book you read. I read about them throwing men into lion's dens, throwing them into the fiery furnaces. Paul the apostle getting his head cut off for preaching the gospel. I learned about people like John who was dipped in boiling oil and he refused to die. So they put him on an island called Patmos where he wrote the book of Revelation. I read about people like uh, 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 Peter who was crucified upside down because he said, I'm not worthy to die the same way my Lord did. I remember Jesus saying that in this world you will have great tribulation, but be of good church, be of good courage because I've overcome the world. What, what I'm trying to encourage you with, my precious brother and my precious sister, is that victory is not the absence of problems. Victory is not the absence of problems. Victory is the presence of the power of God. Victory is the presence of God. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you better believe I may not feel victorious. I may be going through problems, but victory is right there. Victory is the presence of power. That's why I can look over my left shoulder and I can look over my right shoulder and something's hunting me hunting me down I'm looking at sister Shirley back there she's trying to keep up y'all she is trying her very best to keep up with me I'm running this race but sister Shirley always finds me right where I am I'm talking about Shirley goodness and mercy Shirley goodness and mercy gonna follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever you may be going through hell today Greg but I came to encourage you today Gregory Dean ponder that surely goodness and mercy is following you. You may not see it, you may not feel it, but God is right there. Double for our trouble. Look at your neighbor, say yes. Look at somebody else and tell them yes. Now, now we're gonna have everybody stand up real quick because we're gonna do a little decree this morning. Everybody stand up with me. Here's what I know: God is for you. Well, that's not what the YouTube prophet said. Well, you need to shut the YouTube prophet off. He ain't prophesying, he prophet lying. I'm so tired of these doom and gloom naysayers that everything is bad and going to get worse. Shut that stuff off. Well, you don't believe in the end of all times? Yes, I believe in the end of all times. My Bible tells me the people of God win. He's not a, he's not a child abuser. 
You think God is a child abuser just waiting to beat us up and make us go through it? God is not the author of hell. That's the enemy. Why y'all looking at me funny? Jordan, tell him stop looking at me funny. Stop looking at me funny. Here's the creed. We're going to say it together. You see these words upon the screen? When I count to three, I want you with full of faith because we're declaring this over our church. We're declaring it over our family. We're declaring it over our young people. We're declaring this over our future. Ready? One, two, three, and decree. Oh, Jesus. Y'all sound almost, y'all almost sound like a bunch of Baptist people this morning. We're going to say it again. You ready? One, two, three, go. My God in heaven. You almost sounded church of God of Christ all of a sudden. Help us, Holy Ghost. Let's say it one more time, but this time I want you to put your finger up as a prophetic act, and I want you to do this. Ready? One, two, three, go. Here's what I know about the Lord. God's about to put his finger on it. Hey, God's about to stir it up for you. Come on. It's coming to you. I promise you things are going to churn in your favor. Come on. You're not a child of the world. You're not a child of the devil. You are a child of the most high God. God is fighting for you. He is your great defender. He's putting his finger right down there in that bowl and mixing it up and saying, not today, Satan. You ain't going to touch my daughter. You ain't going to touch my son. Come on. It's going to churn it. My application's fixing to go to the top. My healing is fixing to come first. Come on, somebody. My $12,000, Greg Ponder, is about to fill my account. Things are going to churn in my favor. Decree number two. Y'all ready? Here we go. One, two, three, and decree. Overtake me. Overtake me. Come upon me and tackle me. If my wife leaves my presence for more than three hours, I'm going to come upon her and tackle her. Last night we was laying in I put my arm over on top of her and I was just holding her like this. And I was going, I love you, honey. I love you, love you, love you. She's like, babe. I said, what? She said, you're smothering me. She said, move over. I hear the Spirit of God saying to our church that there's coming such a blessing upon this ministry that it's about to smother us. Uh, see, some of you by faith need to go open a second bank account. Come on, somebody. Because you're about to receive a double portion, an overflow, an overtake blessing that's fixing to come upon you, somebody. Some of you people who have been married 30 years about to fall into a honeymoon season all over again. God's going to deal with that ma'am or that man. God's going to deal with that woman. You're about to experience double blessing coming upon you and overtaking everything that's connected to you. If you believe that, shout yeah. Are y'all ready for the next one? Where are my tithers at? If, you, if you're not a tither, according to Malachi chapter, you can't, chapter 3, chapter 3, you, you, you can confess us with us, but, but you, you, you know, you should be a tither if you want to see it. You know, come on. Let's confess this together. One, two, three, go. Double over me. Everybody take your checkbook out. Hurry up. 
take it out, take it out, take your wallet out, take your finances out, open up your cash app. Let me talk to your cash app for just a minute. Come on, I'm believing for checks we weren't looking for to come in the mail. I'm believing for dividends to increase. I don't care what the stock market said. Not my stock. Not today. I told I looked at my paper the other day and it was down so low. I said, You better in the name of Jesus, not my stock, Satan. Come on. Made the windows of heaven. I'm come on, talk to your cash app, talk to your wallet. Windows of heaven open up. Windows of heaven pour out over me double double. Finances increase. Promotions come from the north, south, east, and west. Inheritances be given to me. Business take off in Jesus' name. Raises come to my person in Jesus' name. I'm declaring the windows of heaven will open and pour over me. Somebody shout double, double, double. Are you ready for the next one? I don't know if they're ready for this one. I don't know, 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 I don't know if you're ready for this one. I don't know if they're ready, Benjamin. God's double is about to give hell trouble. God's double is hell's trouble. Let's say it that way. God's double is hell's trouble. God's double, hell's trouble. God's double is hell's trouble. God's double is hell. What? What? God's double is hell. Say God's double is hell's trouble. See, Satan shouldn't have messed with you. Satan should not have messed with you. You are a king's kid. You've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. One greater than you is fighting for you. God's double is hell's trouble. Here's what I told the Lord. I woke up the other day. It's about Thursday-ish after it was four days of victory. I woke up and I said, Lord, thank you for this victory. Then something came on me. I got violent. I said, hell, you done picked the wrong one to mess with. You're going to have to pay for what you did to me over the last six, seven months of my life. Somebody say, all hell's been breaking loose, honey. All hell may have been breaking loose, but I just come to tell you there's one greater in here called Jesus who has a kingdom of heaven, and all hell may have been breaking loose, but I come to tell you heaven is about to break loose in your life and kick every ounce of hell from this side of independence to the nether. God's trouble, to God's double is hell's trouble. Why you got to scream? Why you got to be quiet? (laughs) Volume is the language of winning. Silence is the language of defeat. First Corinthians tells us, 
Stay standing because I'm almost closing. I get five of those. First Corinthians chapter 2 tells us, I has not seen. I'm just going to take a drink on that. Greg, your eye has not seen. He came today. He said, Pastor, my eyes like this. I can't hardly see. I, I has not seen. Ear has not heard. Nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. I love this. For those, anybody here love Jesus? Your eye has not seen. Your ear has not heard. What God's fixing to do is what that means. Let me just bring it to independence, praise God. What God's fixing to do for you. God has prepared something for this ministry, this corporate house, and all of the precious people attached to it. It's like, it's like it's coming in the mail. You know, I love Amazon. I may be an addict. I can't help it. I'm like getting ready. I'm like, man, Amazon has prepared this for me. Praise God. Thank you. I don't even know where it comes from. I think the heavens bring it. I don't know where, I don't know where it comes from. I just see the truck. I don't know where the truck comes from. But Amazon prepares what I order. What you ordering today? God is fixing to blow our minds. See, we all have this concept that God's mad, he's angry, and he wants to judge you and hit you with the big old stick. Man, I don't want to serve a God like that. Hello, church. God's got something prepared for you of his good. Look at the next verse, Isaiah 43, 19. Uh, no, go to the next one. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Thank you, media team. You're doing awesome. But they that await upon the Lord. See, that's where Greg has a hard problem with and where I have a hard problem with and where Duran has a hard problem. We have a hard time waiting. In this Burger King attitude, have it your way right away at Burger King now, or this, this super fast, I remember when, when, when COVID broke out, it was like hell waiting two weeks for those packages. It's like, I had to wait two weeks now? You know, but they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Here's what I'm praying for you today. That God would renew your strength as you wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. For he shall renew your strength. So wait, I say. Then he promises, hey, these, are, these that are waiting to receive their strength, they're going to mount up. And when I read that, I went back to my 90s days. All I heard was regulators. Mount up. And we about to regulate on the, on the principalities of hell, I'm telling you right now. We are kingdom regulators. Come on, somebody. All three of you. We are kingdom regulators up in this church. Now, Stacy, that might be a t-shirt for us, kingdom regulators. And we can bolt out, mount up. We're going to mount up. That means we're about to get up and go. They, 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 will be, they will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run. Watch, some of y'all are tired, but you're about to run again and not be weary. So some of you have been walking, but you've been frustrated. But you're about to walk again and not faint. Wait on the Lord. God is flipping the page in this church. And he's about to do double for our trouble. Three words he gave me to tell you. Number one, we're going to recover all. Yeah. 
We're going to get back what the enemy stole from us. Number two, not only are we going to recover, it's going to be restored. Everybody shout restoration. restoration. The word restore means to bring it back to life. God's about to bring this church to, listen, listen. You better start getting here really early if you want a good seat, I'm telling you. Because we're about to have ambulances parked around the building. Folks getting dropped off, getting healed of AIDS, cancer, sugar diabetes, blinded eyes, arthritis, gout, all of it. Hell's going to have to pay for what he did Greg, to Greg. And thirdly, we're about to walk into some recompense. Somebody say recompense. Everybody say restitution. Everything that the enemy stole from us, he's going to have to give it back with payment. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, the Bible said they took what belonged to Egypt. They took their gold. They took their gold teeth, their grills that were blinging in diamonds. They took their silver. They took their money. They took their chariots. They took their stuff. When we come up out of it, I believe we're not coming up. We, we have already started our exodus. Did you hear me? We've already started our exodus. I heard the Lord speak in my spirit so loud this week to say the season of weeping is over.